0: Let's go. Hello there, my friend, and thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the Fit Fizz Podcast. Right off the top, I'm sending a huge thank you to Elise V, Wendy C, Pamela P for supporting my ambitions with FitFiz on Patreon.com slash Kelly Wilson. And by doing so for as little as a dollar a month, you can get exclusive goodies and content in return. And last week, I recorded a private video for Patreon where I discussed an additional health challenge that I'm facing and what I plan to do about it. It's something that I have not spoken about to anyone on the planet. And someday, many months from now, I might feel comfortable enough speaking about that publicly publicly and on the podcast. But for now, it's only available on patreon.com slash Kelly Wilson. In case you're new to the podcast, I'm Kelly Wilson, owner of fitfizstudio.com. And I am a certified trainer, nutrition coach, behavior change specialist, autoimmune disease fighter, and I've worked in the health and fitness industry for over 20 years. FitFiz is serving up ways to help you avoid gimmicks, find strength, optimize nutrition, prioritize rest, and to remind you to celebrate victory all along the way. The information shared is for educational and informational purposes only. None of the contents should be interpreted as an intent to diagnose, treat, cure, heal, or prescribe. And getting on with it, I think I mentioned on recent episodes that I've been easing back into regular strength training. And it's not surprising that it's definitely helped quite a bit with my mental health. And it feels phenomenal to make progress towards feeling strong in my body again. But one thing that's been new that I have not experienced before is what my heart rate is doing during that type of physical exertion. I've always worn a heart rate monitor, in the gym since the 90s because I find that kind of data interesting. So I'm pretty familiar with heart rate zones and I like to pay attention to heart rate recovery times between sets. And sometimes I try to guess exactly what my heart rate is just for fun because I'm kind of dorky like that about heart rate zones. And I even, side note, I have a YouTube video on heart rate monitors in general, if you're interested in watching that and learning about why I like them, what to look for when you're choosing one and things like that. But things have been very different with my heart rate since all of this autoimmune stuff has happened with me. And it's pretty interesting for me to pay attention to it. And it recently really got me thinking about all of the hundreds of thousands of of people who have various types of autoimmune diseases and chronic health conditions, many of which are undiagnosed, or maybe they are diagnosed, but people simply don't have the doctors who are experts to effectively treat or reverse their issues. No thanks to the restrictions in the health insurance industry. And the fact that There are all of these people with conditions that overlap with all of the things that I've been through health wise. All of these people out there training without any awareness of heart rates and heart rate zones. And what's even scarier to me is to think of all of the personal trainers who are out there pushing clients who have autoimmune issues, undiagnosed or diagnosed. And most personal trainers don't have knowledge about the physical, limitations that they should be aware of, or what kind of health danger they might be putting people in, or what it's like to live with symptoms that are invisible, but so real. And that thought process got me thinking about how companies who certify personal trainers really need to be covering this as part of their certification courses. As far as I know, none of the companies who certify personal trainers are currently doing this. And I made a Facebook post on my personal page about this that I'm predicting in the next seven to 10 years that these certification programs will include a unit on how to train people with autoimmune issues and the specific needs that should be given special attention. But it's really needed now. According to one source, it's estimated that 23.5 million Americans already have an autoimmune disease. And that number is quickly rising due to things like stress, unaddressed trauma, poor nutrition, nutritional deficiencies, malabsorption, and environmental toxins. So after that whole thought process and realizing that it's too bad that most personal trainers are not aware of this stuff yet, I decided that I can at least start a conversation about all of that with this platform that I have here. So that's why I'm talking about it today. And I definitely don't have all the answers, but I'm going to share my thoughts, my experience and some conclusions that I've come to in regards to all of this based on the education that I do have. And hopefully someday it will be interesting to look back on this episode and be grateful that things have progressed a long way in terms of how to take precautions and train safely if you or a client, if you're a personal trainer, has a chronic health condition or autoimmune disease. And it would actually be really hard for anyone to draw conclusions and create tight guidelines around this whole idea since chronic disease and autoimmune conditions cover so many individual diseases and symptoms. So I'm going to mention a couple of outliers and then whittle it down from there. So first, let me say that many autoimmune conditions have some aspect where a person might have heart palpitations or dizziness even when at rest. So any activity will complicate that. But there are things like rheumatoid arthritis. This is just an educated guess since I'm not a doctor, but Rheumatoid arthritis is an autoimmune disease, but with its nature being based in the bones and connective tissue, it's not so much of a complication with organs in the body. So that's one case where heart rate might not be such a concern, but of course, mobility might be very limited to begin with for people with rheumatoid arthritis. Then we've got the other end of the spectrum with heart rate concerns with disease, and there's something called postural orthostatic tachycardia syndrome, or POTS for short. I personally know two people who have this. Both are around 40 years old, and it's quite scary to hear what they deal with on a daily basis, but POTS is a condition where issues with blood flow and heart rate are some of the main concerns, and the heart is not operating as it should be. And they have to be extremely careful just going from sitting to standing or even making small movements or sometimes no movement at all can cause dramatic swings in heart rate. So these people most likely won't be looking to do resistance training in a gym, but I have also heard of cases where they do. So obviously, if anyone with POTS came to me for a training session, I would be constantly checking in with how they were feeling through all of the movements and trusting them not to push their body too hard and to listen to their body. And it's this whole pushing too hard in general that prompted this whole topic for today because it's so glorified in many ways, especially in powerlifting, or not maybe not especially, but it is glorified in powerlifting. And I guess I'm here to make a case for not glorifying it. And To give you a little bit of story relationship with my experiences, I remember in the weeks leading up to the Lovables reunion performance that we had back in March, I knew I had to start building up some type of strength that I had lost in order to see if I would even be healthy enough to be part of the performance. I had never been that quote unquote out of shape, even though that's a weird term, in my whole life. I had one part of my brain saying, do this. It's good for you. And the other part was saying, you're asking for trouble. You are not well enough for this. And actually, let me back it up to reverse this even farther in time. I first heard about the reunion performance in September of last year. So on I remember very clearly on Friday, September 14th, I was in the mindset of I'm feeling pretty good. And I am not going to miss this performance for anything. Let me start training now. So I did a little bit of super light cardio, a few lunges, some air squats, not pushing myself hard by any means. But I ended up having a scary vasovagal syncope episode, passed out, and I had a migraine for three days. So to my sister, whose birthday celebration that I missed the next day, Erica, I'm sorry, I wasn't there. And that I did this to myself. When I wasn't ready for all of that, I'm so sorry. And I thought I was taking it easy. I thought I was feeling kind of good. And it just hit me that hard. And this is not a I'm so out of shape and so winded type of feeling bad. That might have been a small part of it. But this was definitely autoimmune related. And The thing with most, if not all, autoimmune diseases is that one element is the fact that the body is or has been in a state of fight or flight for way, way too long, probably years in most cases. And this is not healthy, and it leads to declining health and severe fatigue that goes hand in hand with various autoimmune diseases. The body is essentially at war with itself 24-7. So, there are elevated antibodies attacking different organs. So, if you think of, to try to understand what I'm talking about, think of when you have the flu and your body is being attacked from the inside by a flu virus, the body feels worn down and fatigued because it's working so hard to fight off that flu virus. All of your body's energy goes into the cellular battle and there's not really any energy left for anything else. So, People with autoimmune conditions have somewhat of a similar inner battle that their bodies are fighting 24-7, causing them to feel severely fatigued all of the time. And you might have heard of people with these types of invisible illnesses referred to as spoonies, or they might call themselves a spoonie. And in case you haven't heard of this term, spoonies, I will briefly explain it. It's based on the concept of only having a certain number of spoons to use in a day. And the reason why it's spoons and not some other object is based on a whole story on where it originated from that I'm sure you can Google if you want to hear the story. But normal, healthy people basically have an endless supply of spoons in a day. And people who are spoonies or people with these invisible illnesses might only have 20 spoons in a day, which represent how much energy they have. It's limited. So they have to choose very carefully how to use their spoons each day. They might require three spoons to shower, two spoons to get dressed, eight spoons to go out and get groceries three spoons to put the groceries away. And it might only be noon, but they only have four spoons left to spend for the rest of the day. Now, if, and this is a very big if, if they chose to spend the rest of their spoons to get some exercise, do you think they can go with a go hard or go home mentality? Heck no, they can't. And if they did, Or even if they took it easy while getting some exercise, there is a high likelihood that they could already be giving away all of tomorrow's spoons and maybe the next day's spoons by exerting themselves like that. So one point I want to make with training or working out for a person with some kind of autoimmune condition or chronic health condition is that they have to be extra, extra cautious about how hard they push. And I feel like I probably have a little bit of an advantage because I might have some extra awareness of my body because I have studied and experimented with fitness related things so much, in a sense that I'm lucky that I can venture into the gym and test myself while respecting my limits or my spoons. But even for me, it's still a learning process. There have been days where I thought I was being fully respectful of my body telling me to go easy. And then I still ended up paying for it one or two days later. And it's not, again, it's not a sense of being extra sore or worn out. It's much more serious than that with things like severe fatigue. Severe brain fog, lack of coordination, inability to find the right words when you go to speak because the central nervous system is kind of saying, Hello, we're already in fight or flight. There's not much more intensity we can take right now, so we've got to shut some things down. But by looking at me or someone else with similar health issues, you'd never know it by looking at us. A lot of people might just think we're lazy or not very tough. And this is exactly my point sure, there are lazy and not so tough people. But let me assure you that people with autoimmune issues or spoonies, these are not lazy or weak people at all. So to any personal trainers who are listening, on your client intake forms, if you train someone with an autoimmune condition, please take extra care to check in with them several more times per session than you would for normal clients. Maybe develop some kind of scale to quickly communicate how they're feeling that day and throughout the session. For example, if I was training someone with Hashimoto's, lupus, Graves' disease, Crohn's, or even someone with chronic migraines, I would ask ask them at the beginning of the session, out of all of your days in the past six months, How are you feeling today on a scale of one to ten, with one being their worst feeling day in the past six months, and ten being the best they've felt in the past six months? Base that, base the intensity of their training session on the number that they tell you, and make it very, very clear to them. Really stress the point that if at any time during the session they suddenly feel a wave of fatigue, and it can easily come out of nowhere. They should tell you and not just quietly push through it. If you yourself are that person working out with a trainer, then check in with yourself the same way too. Because here's one of my most important points that I'm going to say today. This check-in method is not just for the sake of being nice. This is because pushing too hard To a point where you end up having to give up the next day's spoons can actually make your health worse. It can increase antibodies. It can eat away at the organs that those antibodies are attacking. It can cause gastrointestinal distress. Most likely, people with these cases already have leaky gut to deal with. So it's gonna make leaky gut worse. It's gonna make digestive issues worse, food sensitivities worse. Nutrient absorption will be worse and increased adrenal fatigue and cortisol issues. So, and that's just part of the list. That's what happens. Those are things that can happen from pushing too hard. And it goes much deeper than take it easy so you don't get tired. It's more like take precautions so that you don't do more damage to you, the organs in your body that are already fighting so hard to become healthy again. One crazy thing for me that I've noticed with heart rate is that instead of behaving like it normally would by going up quite a bit when I'm done with a set, I will have random dips when I notice that that my heart rate just dips down really low. And when that happens, I just take some deep breaths, walk around, or if I feel dizzy, I'll walk over by a wall in case I suddenly need something to lean on. And like I said, I don't have any concrete answers, but I have a feeling this, that this is probably normal with autoimmune issues that have not fully been in remission for at least a good year or more. Also, for anyone with questionable autoimmune symptoms, the worst, worst, worst type of exercise you can do for your health is low intensity, steady state cardio. Sometimes just called LIS or L-I-S-S, Low Intensity Steady State Cardio. And what that is, it's basically the opposite of HIT training or H-I-I-T, High Intensity Interval Training. One example of L-I-S-S cardio would be like 30 minutes on a treadmill, 60 minutes on a Stairmaster, So why do I say this is terrible to do if you have autoimmune issues? It goes back to the fight or flight thing and the heightened antibodies slowly destroying the thyroid or kidneys or heart or whatever organs pertain to a certain autoimmune condition and how the body is already at war with itself 24-7. Cardio makes it worse. High intensity interval training might not be so bad because it's short bursts with relief in between. And it's also healthy for your heart. But prolonged cardio, I would never recommend at all for anyone with autoimmune issues unless they've been in full remission, showing perfect blood work and having no symptoms for at least at least 12 to 18 months. And that's the type of thing that I feel so strongly about that I hope personal trainers and certification programs will become more aware of that and the fact about how these wacky heart rate dips might occur. so please share this with any personal trainers you know or anyone who has an autoimmune or chronic health condition but is still always in the gym because I don't think this is talked about enough and I don't even know if it's being talked about at all. I have frequent contact with people and experts in autoimmune disease, but I have never heard these things mentioned, but it's so, so important. So share it with a friend. Please leave a review for the show. If you haven't already, your reviews make this show more easily findable to others. So it would really mean a lot to me. And don't forget, you can get exclusive extra content on patreon.com slash Wilson. And until next time, breathe, stay strong, and always celebrate victory. Celebrate victory.